0: Studio Day, J&J, it's the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast! And now, here's your host of the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast, Jeff Menalia. Hello and welcome, everyone. To another exciting edition of the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Manalia. And if you are listening to this on the day it is released, which is February 27th, I am currently living it up in Las Vegas with the wifey for her 35th birthday weekend extravaganza. Hope, um, Hope I'm winning some money. Now, anyway. Uh, please uh, follow the pod on Twitter at happy fanpod. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the happy wrestling fan podcast. And please listen and subscribe to the pod. Uh, on the follow, on the following platforms. Break Anchor, excuse me, Anchor, Breaker, Doodle Pod, Poditas, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Even though I hadn't did a notification for it, apparently um, I have a listener that said it was on Apple Pod. So yeah, I guess you can find us there. It's weird. I didn't get the the um, notification for it. But anyway, today's main topic, which we're going to get into, aside from talking about uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, uh, today's main topic, I figured this week I would do um, sort of a, not a personal episode uh a personal uh meet and greet uh deep dive my own personal meet and greet deep dive meaning everyone i've met throughout um my life i guess as it pertains to wrestling i got some pretty entertaining stories i figured i've told some of these stories before to people of course that's like my friends and stuff like that. But I also just figured this way I'll have all the stories in one uh, delightfully packaged episode. And um, so yeah, that's uh, what we're going to get into. But first, some follow-ups and recaps. Now, um. From our last episode, I want to first start off by giving an apology. Um, there is a well in the last episode. Um, I said I was going to give you know spoilers to things, and then go to the news. Well, I'm ki- kind of sort of. Um, went back and forth from spoilers to news, back to spoilers. So this time I promise I'm going to, you know, say everything I need to say spoiler-wise first and then timestamp that. And then uh I did add the timestamps, by the way. I I think that that helps um, greatly, actually. It helps. So I'm glad that worked out. But um, like I said, I'm going to do all the recaps I got in mind that I wanted to do this week. And then, uh, then maybe we'll get into some news. Um, also, I might do a little bit of uh, fantasy booking uh, in between the news and the spoilers. So we'll see, but I mean, that might contain spoilers too, depending on outcomes. So it'll all be stamped. Don't worry. Um, Following this uh, end of the recording, um, so yeah, I, I apologize though for um, possibly spoiling stuff that you know you might have not seen, and saying it in the spot where it was just supposed to be news. That's why I just skipped that whole section and went straight. Um, for the time stamp wise for the news, and just went straight to the net set the, the, the top, the over the top segment. But anyway, I digress. Um, also a note uh, my buddy informed me uh, this past week that when I mentioned Triple H was HBK in a Royal Rumble match. I was uh wrong. <laughs> It felt like they fought at Rumble because it was so close to the Rumble. It was actually I was it, it was actually uh the three stages of hell match that I was referring to, I guess, um the month prior at Armageddon. Um because they have Royal Rumble 2003, uh Triple H fought start Steiner. So yeah, I don't know why I thought they fought. I mean, at a rumble, Triple H and HBT, but I just, uh, I don't know. But um, also, I want to point. Uh, you know, the uh, the over the top segment last week's category was uh, my top five favorite WrestleManias, and. I said what I said, you know, but after much deliberation, I I thought about it for a little bit and i might like, you know, no, none of these lists are set in stone, you know, I mean, I can change my mind at any time, but I just, the ones I listed and then the ones that I didn't list in my top five that I probably could have, that like I, I had, I, didn't mention like WrestleMania three at all or like WrestleMania five. Metro powers explode. I didn't mention it. Um, they're definitely in my top 10, but um, I wouldn't know how to rank them. So again, you know, take whatever I say, you know, with a drain of salt, it's not set in stone. It's just an opinion that can change overnight. So it's just a fun set for the uh, the fans, the listeners to uh, participate in. And I another great one for you um, this week. As far as the other segment, shit, I apologize. That was my uh, phone going off in the background. Hold on one second. I don't know if I picked it up, but hold on one second. sorry about that sorry about that i just turned it on silent for that to silence cell phones before recording but anyway um where was i oh yes the other segments three count and uh, q a unfortunately <laughs> it's a collapsible segment this week um I didn't, why reason being is I didn't get three questions, but again, that's okay. You know, just starting out, um, getting used to trying to share things more and stuff and probably, again, shouldn't have shared it 24, 48 hours in advance, um, before I was recording also full disclosure, i'm recording on monday i'm actually recording during raw right now so i'm not even I, I i don't even know what's going on on raw but um i have it recording so um and so uh i i normally i'm going to record this on like uh, either thursday or friday before the uh, release date which is saturday but um i figured since i'm going to be on vacation this week the earlier the better, and I'm gonna be super busy tomorrow getting everything all the last minute details um for the trip. So anyway, that's that. So yeah, so no no three-time QA this week, but there is another over-the-top segment. Um oh also I like to reinstate my recap note from like the very first episode. Now I know I said recaps, I might undo a lot of, um, and yet here I went into recaps of quite a few things. What I I gotta reinstate and say what I meant by that was I'm not gonna recap everything, every episode. Like if There's only certain, like, if something I like happened on one of the shows, I'll mention it. But, like, full recaps of full shows every episode, like, it's just, I just can't do it. We'll be here all night with everything that I watch. So I'm just going to pick and choose which recaps which things to recap. Like If there's a bit of event, like a pay-per-view, which, again, we're going to get into the uh, elimination yeah, elimination chamber. Uh, thoughts and recap shortly. But um, other than that, uh, that might be, WWE-wise, I think that might be the only thing I talked about. Um, let me see here real quick. Something as I go through my notes here. Yeah, I didn't even finish. Damn. Hold on. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I didn't even uh so as far as WWE goes, we're only gonna talk about Elimination Chamber. Uh, and then I might talk about what happened on AEW uh, last week. But um that'll be it for this for this week's recap uh, section. So Tapish, all right, let's uh Let's get started now with some recaps. All right. So the elimination chamber has come and gone. And it was quite, um, a pay-per-view actually kind of a, kind of a short pay-per-view. Um, Only what, like five, six matches? Like you had the two Elimination Chambers. If you count the match that Reigns had against the winner of the Elimination Chamber match, that's three. And then you had the women's TAD title match, that's four. Shit. Did I say U.S. title? Yeah, that's no, I didn't. The US title match also. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's five. And then plus the pre-show match, which was uh which I'll didn't a little bit that was six. So yeah, only six matches. It was a very short pay-per-view. I think it like started at seven, and ended at like nine thirty, which is honestly I was fine with that time uh ending but, um, because I had stuff that I had sleep to catch up on, <laughs> so yeah, um, opening bout was the uh SmackDown Elimination Chamber match, which consisted of Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Baron Corbin, uh, excuse me, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Jey Uso. So um we uh we did we did the entrances and Cesaro and Daniel Bryan start the match and um like you did spat between Cesaro and Daniel I really have been loving the stuff Any, anytime they wrestle it's just outstanding so you know you don't get your money's worth uh with that. So they're beating the hell out of each other, and then uh Corbin comes in, and um so he's uh he joins the fray. Oh my god, Sammy. Um Sammy was next, but I gotta say, I I, I absolutely love Sammy uh he's hilarious um and he's a great heel but uh he he refused to get out of the pod right so he he reluctantly had to you know get in so um he's telling the ref you know no I'm not coming out you know he's uh, he's taping the door meanwhile the, the pod door is open on the other side he turns around he's like what the hell is all and he's Beating the hell out, he's bashing, banging them all around the the, the pod. It was hilarious. Um, and just about and, by, and can I just mention that? Um, in this match, Cesaro is not human. Okay, that's why I call him the Swiss cyborg. He's a freaking machine. This guy, this guy did stuff in this match that was just outstanding. Um, never ceases to amaze me. Um definitely deserves a title run, like a singles title run again. Like a lot a while back he was US champ, but he needs like an in internal hell, put the world title on him, put the universal title on him, you know. Do do something with him, please, because he deserves it. Um, so anyway, uh Torbin gets eliminated by Cesaro after the Cesar swing in the sharpshooter. And um, and then Teo comes in. And another funny moment was uh, Sammy trying to explain to Teo, "Hey, look, let's you know they 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 don't understand like guys like us, you know. Let's team up and you know go after each other, uh, go after them and stuff." So at this point, you have Daniel Bryan, Cesaro. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which, by the way, Kevin Owens not helping out, uh, not forming a bond with Sami, uh, throws him around some pods. You know, again, so, just poor Sammy. And um, and then you realize that all the that, that all the turn four guys that are in there are all former Renovano guys. And it's just amazing. They're doing amazing stuff. Um, it was it was definitely uh, there was one spot where Cesaro and Sammy were on top were, were climbing the 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 cage wall, you know. And then uh, I think what it, Cesaro just like you know give him an uppercut. And he just, just Sammy just falls from the cage, and then uh, just to show off, he did like a, he did like a, a pull up from the, from the top of the, the cage to the the the, the chain link uh, cage to you know just to be a show off, and it was great. Um, so all all four men are out at this point. But like they all follow a down. And then in comes Uso. He's trying to get a, a quick win. You know, he's splashing some people. He, it's no avail, though. They all ticked out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so he's in last, by the way. So then the eliminations start happening some more. And uh, KO eliminates Sami Zayn after a stunner. But prior to this, uh, he does an amazing moonsault from the cage to the all four guys. Um, Kevin Owens is another guy who's just, give him a title, please. Um, No, give him a better Universal Title one. Because his first Universal Title one was was shit. Because fucking Goldberg. But anyway... (laughs) But I digress. Um, And then uh, you got, um, oh, after, as Sammy was exiting, uh, Jay took the door and he smashed Tevin Owen's arm in it. I think with the help of Sammy, he held it. And then, um, yeah. And then, so he eliminated him uh, at the Super titch, I think, or was it a splash? I'm not sure. Can't remember. And then, uh, yeah, it was a splash. Meanwhile, (laughs) still have Daniel Bryan and Cesaro beating the hell out of each other. Cesaro, the man, you know how he does the swing? He's swinging Daniel Bryan with one arm. One laid. And he's doing the freaking <laughs> I mean, how? How? Where does this man do this the strength? The man is not human, I'm telling you. Um, So he's he does this Cesaro swing with one arm, one laid, and just. Uh, and then did super kit in the face by Jay. And then I think Jay splashes him and Cesaro's out. Leaving it down to um Daniel Byan and Jay Usu. Uso? Uso, excuse me. And so um then finally Byan uh takes the victory um after I believe the was it was it the yes lot? I should have wrote that down. Uh, all I vote was Brian wins. Brian wins, but meanwhile, you know, he's in no shape to put on another match, you think you would think, but um, and then here comes uh, Reigns just to prove my point. He wasn't ready. I mean, he he had a chance. He had him in the yes lot um, to start off, but Reigns powered out of powered out of that uh, rather quickly, and then just basically, you know. Speared, he speared him, he punched him. He did that. Uh, oh, what's that move that he does? It's the same movie put out, uh, Kevin Owens with at the, the Rumble. With I can't remember what it's called, it was like a, it was like some sort of chokehold. Um, and he would, and Brian not was knocked out, and uh, Reigns was declared the winner and still champion when all of a sudden. By Edge making his decision, which I kind of predicted. Uh Edge versus Roman Reigns. My screen went blank. There it is. Edge versus Roman Reigns. Um at Mania. Spear versus Spear. Once again. Uh we and then like I said, like I said last episode, Edge. The only title that Edge just not held is the universal title. So I, I struggle. I mean, think about it. Okay. Yes, he's an older, quote, unquote. Well, I mean, he is older. But he's an older guy, right? But he he's not a part-timer. He's there all the time, every week. He You know, he's not like Brock Lesnar. He's not like... You know he, he actually he actually cares is what I'm saying. He wants to go out on his own terms, and he's doing a damn good job of it. And I and I am I'm, I'm I'm happy for him. I can't wait to see that match at Mania. Reigns was Edge for the Universal Title. It's gonna be great, and the build to that is gonna be great, and everything's gonna, it's 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 gonna be good. So um, so yeah, so then. We get a Miz and uh, Bad Bunny spot. And uh, Bad Bunny ends up sma- slapping the Miz. Um, to which he was going to do something about it. And then all of a sudden, here comes Damien Priest. One would think they would be setting up Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at WrestleMania. Um that's another prediction of mine. Like I said, uh, fantasy booking folks might do a little bit right after this uh, card recap here. But, um, and then uh, after that, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. After that match was the U.S. title triple threat. But I forgot to mention uh, the in the pre-show, which I'm not going to lie, I, I missed. Um, I didn't watch it. So um but I I know it, I just was a fatal four way between uh, Mustafa Ali um John Morrison why well, am I and I'm joining blend with the fourth guy shit oh and Elias and um the winner took uh Keith Lee's spot which by the way I don't know what's wrong with Teeth Lee I hope he's okay Because he wasn't even at the arena, I heard. Uh, Rumor had it. You know, I don't know whether or not to believe that. But I I honestly... He was pulled for some reason. So I don't know why. I just hope the big man is okay. Because I really wanted to see that match. um, In triple threat form. Teeth Lee versus Riddle versus uh, Lashley. That would have been a great one. But uh, Morrison was a suitable replacement, I think. Um, he's he can he does his own. He has his own style that he to bring to the to the table. So, uh surprise victory here. To be honest with you, I'm not even to lie because I didn't expect Riddle to win it this quick, but he did. He did not pin Lashley though. Um, he pinned Morrison. So. What, again, further cementing the fact that I think Morrison is going to be teaming up with The Miz to face Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at Mania. Now, also possible, we can see one-on-one again, Riddle versus Lashley uh, for the title. Instead of no no third man or no hurt business inside or no, you know, tad match or whatever, just straight up one-on-one for the title. That's all I want to see. Um, but yeah, so Riddle, oh, Riddle, who was dressed in uh Evil to Evil, uh, get up by the way. He had the jacket and like the 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 the, the tight the not tights, but um, the shorts were uh were Evil to Evil inspired, also. So it was pretty cool. Um, up next, you had Nia Jats and Shayna Baszler. Uh, versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and I'm laughing because not a whole lot happened here. You see what I did there anyway. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, watch Naya's uh um, table match with uh Lana from was it last week? I don't know, yeah, anyway. Um they did uh Shana and Naya did the victory after um I Reginald, the Somalia of uh of Carmella came out at I don't know what he's up with with Sasha, but he taught he tossed the stratchin and caused uh Sasha the match, thus uh making Bianca and Sasha not the women's tag team champions and honestly again I don't know what they were doing with her but you would think they would be leaning towards Sasha versus uh Pianta at Mania so we shall see and then finally the main event uh, we have uh, Orton Drew McIntyre Toffee Kingston, AJ Styles Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in an Elimination Chamber match for the w, WWE title. Um, Entries has come out. Everyone's in their pods. We already know Sheamus is going to be last from winning the Gauntlet match the week prior. Um, Orton and Hardy start. And I got it. It it's like okay, I gotta say this one thing. Um because I, I didn't I have it in my notes from when I saw um the VA from the fifteenth. But no nothing. No sign of the fiend at Elimination Chamber, no sign of Alexa Elimination Chamber. What the hell? I really like that cool spot that um, Alexa did on Raw um, that caused the distraction to it. Randy turned it out of the Dauntlet match. Uh, That was pretty cool. Um, But again, I was expecting, like, I was expecting either the the Fiend to return and, like, show up in the pod with Orton, but that of course didn't happen, because Orton was starting the match, so he wasn't even in the pod to start the match, and then I was hoping maybe once one of the guys was out of the pod, that you know, The Fiend, or Let's it, Bliss, should, you know, be magically in it. Um But again, didn't happen. So, it's just... I don't know. But, what I do know is that obviously. Obviously, setting up the Fiend versus Randy Orton at uh Mania, and I can't wait for that match. Could it be another Firefly Funhouse match? Who knows? We shall see. Um, does Orton's career I just see it being played out with um, like it was with Cena because he's gone through many different phases in you know his career with uh. You know the youngest WWE champion, and then uh, Evolution, and then the Legend Killer. So yeah, I can see him. I can see them doing, and then the Viper. I can see them doing something, uh, like another Firefly Funhouse match style. Um, with Orton. Hell, it'll be better than a House of Horrors match. Anyway, um, <laughs> what else? So. Moving on. Excuse me. Uh, Orton and Hardy start. And, you know, these two have feuded in the past. Then uh, McIntyre came in. He was number three. And uh, then it was Kofi. Now, this is where it gets shocking to me. Kofi eliminates Orton early on in the match. And I'm thinking, okay, well... um, what, why? I don't understand. I thought for sure he would have been like, again, like one towards the end, or like at least, again, we could have at least gotten a fiend or an Alexa appearance. No dice. So, Trophy eliminates Orton. I mean, and then they did that whole thing with AJ coming in early. I mean, I guess because it was official that. Since Sheamus was definitely the last guy to come in, AJ, I just wanted to come in early. So he's he gets uh he tells Osmos, the, the, the big uh, bodyguard, to uh literally rip the plexiglass from the um from the pod, and then he escapes the pod from the back, and then he enters when Orton exited. He entered uh, early. I-, I guess that was legal. Uh, so I think it was a longer interval for when Seamus came in then because um, you had AJ in there trying to get the cheap pin and cheap win because uh, everyone was down at this point. But, uh, to, you know, to no avail, he didn't succeed. So that was kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, in my, in my view, but, um, but then Seamus, you know, came is of course, because he won the gauntlet from raw the other day. So, um, and now you got Seamus, uh, he's on a, he's on a rampage. He's he eliminates Trophy, thus making no more Trophy mania two. but that's okay because I got, uh, I got an idea for what, uh, I got plans for Trophy at Mania in my fantasy budgeting, so I'll just do that in a bit. Um, So he eliminates Trophy. Then he eliminates Hardy. Um, And then AJ, AJ eliminates Sheamus. So we don't even need to see McIntyre versus Sheamus one-on-one as the final two, which I thought was going to be the final two, but they weren't. It was AJ and McIntyre, but I must say, when McIntyre won the match, he he did it very impressive. Uh, AJ was going up for his, you know, he was going off the top for his uh, flying forearm, and then midair, midair, Jude hits the Claymore on AJ in midair, thus making him still your wwe champion that is until the cage goes the the chamber comes up and he gets attacked by lashley of all people now i should have mentioned also prior to this match starting we saw a backstage thing with ms Talking with um MVP. We don't know what they're saying. They're just conversing about something. Like the interlusion or something. So um so Miz Uh I just did I just no. Yeah. No. Shit. I <laughs> think I've done ahead of myself. Les- Last <laughs> Lashley came down. The reason Lashley came down was because The Miz came out, cashed his money in the bank, and won the damn title. So... uh, This bothers me. Because I, I do like The Miz, believe it or not. And... I wanted him. He deserves another decent run with the title, right? But unfortunately, I don't see that happening from now until Mania. I see, um, I see, him losing it next month at Fastlane to either, yeah, to, to I would, I would imagine Drew. Um, get to rematch, and then um. Okay, I'm not a fantasy book mania. So far, what I think is gonna happen in mania. Um. No, no particular match order. No particular. I know it's two days. I'm not gonna say which what's gonna happen on what day, but here's here's the rundown of what I what I got for. A little uh a little fancy booking here. Um well we already know for fact the only match we definitely know for sure that's gonna happen is Roman Reigns versus uh Wow. Edge for the uh, universal title. That's the only for sure match that we know of that's gonna happen. Uh there's gonna be I believe Fiend versus Randy Orton, there's going to be Bad Bunny and The Miz, because like I said, The Miz isn't going to be champ by Mania. Um, I'm sorry, John Morrison and The Miz versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Uh, It's going to be, I think, McIntyre versus Sheamus for the WWE title. So they can finally do their one-on-one match and bid at Mania. I think that'll be a great match. Um, Sasha versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title. But now that's another thing. The Raw Women's title was supposed to be, you would think, Lacey Evans against Charlotte Flair because Lacey was supposed to be Facing Asta for the with the the Raw Women's title, uh, at elimination chamber. But now she's pregnant. And so help me God, if she's she's like legit pregnant. Um, but if they're doing an angle where Ric Flair is by God <laughs> the father, I. I I don't know. I <laughs> I I'm speechless. Cause uh which Flair sounded awful uh awfully excited when uh Lacey announced that she was pregnant and he said something like, Oh, call me daddy or something like that. I'm like, what the f anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know what the VAR the Va women's title is gonna be. Um why do I have a feeling it's gonna be Charlotte and Asta? But we've seen that already. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that's that. And then there's the Tad Team Idol situation that I just re- remembered. Um, I don't even know. Right, it's the Hurt Business, and then it's Dot on uh, one side, and then it's Zidler and Root on the other side. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, the Tad titles, but I do know, not officially, but if I were to predict, I want to see Mustafa Ali versus Trophy Kingston. Why? Because that seems to be what they, excuse me, what they've been setting up with, um, with Mustafa saying, oh, calling out Trophy saying how he took his spot in last year's, uh, Oh wow. In last year's uh, chamber, cause he got injured. And so I, I I'm just imagining one-on-one match with Trophy versus uh I mean that that should also happen at Fastlane, who knows? But they're gonna fight one-on-one regardless, I can tell. Um Sorry, I just realized that on my browser, I can re- only record for 30 minutes at a time, whereas um, on my phone, it should be for an hour. So I had to do another recording. But anyway, uh, don't know what's going to happen with the Tad Don't know. Maybe, uh, possibly... Uh, not Lashley excuse me um oh yeah actually Lashley versus Riddle for the US title um and then uh we got let's see Biggie versus maybe Apollo for the IC title there's definitely gotta be an IC title match of Mania because he like I said Biggie is making that belt relevant again so I I wanna see a good uh match there um I'm thinking maybe Cesaro versus uh, Seth after what Seth did do him on SmackDown previously before, you know, when he, when he made his return to SmackDown. Um, and then I'm thinking, uh, damn. I don't know how many matches I said. I wasn't keeping, I, I was keeping track, but then that whole time thing screwed me up. So I don't know where we're at right now. But I think so far that sounds good. I'll have to listen to it back and write it down. Because I honestly didn't write anything down. I was, I was just off the top of my head. But um, I should have wrote it down. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, me fantasy butchering WrestleMania so far. So uh, what do you guys think? Let me know on Twitter and or Facebook. Um, so I know we're running a little long, but I just want to get into a quick recap from dynamites because that was another great edition of dynamites. We're getting more, uh, revolutions getting more shaping up a little bit. We got, um. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume do a quick results for this. Hardy and Hangman, Adam Page, defeated uh, the Hybrid 2. And then after the match, uh, it was revealed that Hangman signed a contract, but it was one of his own. And uh, so a money match was made for uh, Revolution, which means whoever wins gets the other one's uh, revenue for the first order of 2021 just matched out this, you know, bid money, Matt gimmick now. And Hayman is just wants the money, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, and then after the match, Hayman was attacked. But uh, the entire Dark Order made the save. He was attacked by the mascot, the Jacksonville Jaguar mascot. Who was actually um, one of the. uh, Damn, why can't I think it was one of the private party members? And he's not, no, Isaiah Cassidy is the other one, I think. Oh, God. I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't remember. it was one of the private party members. I apologize. Um, and then... Uh, another great match. Great women's match. Uh, Riho defeated uh, Sui Deep in the Women's Eliminator. Uh, which, by the way, the Women's Eliminator, um, the Japan uh, side, my wife and I watched uh, last Monday. And really good uh, matches. Um... On the Japan side, uh that's shaping up to be uh good semifinals, which I forgot is on today and I missed it. Um, it's on YouTube, of course. I, I have I can watch it whenever. And then you had okay, so they showed a video package of Shaq and Jade. I guess they were training, but they were on a basketball tour. Like, if you don't train for a match, show them in, like, the gym or something. You know, why show them on the basketball tour? Makes no sense. So Today you got a match with uh, Red Velvet and um, torty Rhodes on March 3rd on Dynamite. Um, we had Orange City defeat Luther in a quick match. <laughs> then you had Steam confronting Team Taz. Ah, uh, here's my only gripe with that. Now I know Sting; he's in the street fight with Darby Allen and everything, and he knows his limits. The man injured himself when he took a buckle bomb from Seth Rollins. Now, granted, that might have been Seth's fault, or it might have just been you know a freak accident. I don't think it was wise. For the first move he takes back is a freaking power bomb from Brian Cage. That might have not have been the smartest thing, um, but I—I I mean, he seemed. My brother and his girlfriend were actually at this uh, Dynamite this past week. And he said steam looked fine after he took it, so I guess he's okay. So thank God for that. Um, <laughs> then we did this bad stage. Uh, it's not a bad stage segment, but it was a it was a segment nonetheless, where Kenny was at uh, like this elementary school, or a like preschool or something, and he was reading from the Jundbergs, uh book about how him and Jericho. Um, the match with him and Gerardo changed the business drastically or something like that, and uh it ended up um you know with with Callis and tinny saying, all right, well, Uncle tenny's out not now you know then one of the kids come up to him he goes ten tenny uh can tenny play with us Don's like oh, Uncle until Tenny can can't play we got, we got uh. Some some more uh, places to go, but but uh, you to play with Natasawa, to which uh, Natasawa didn't uh, get treated too well by the kids, and uh, oh, you saw Natasawa, and so that it was pretty funny, pretty fu- uh, understanding segments. And I will say that if I were a little kid that age and Kenny Omega came to my stool, I would have shit my underboos. Anyway, <laughs> um, after that, you had. Uh the Bucks put the TAT titles on the line against Santana and Ortiz and they defeated Santana and Ortiz only to get attacked by the entire inner circle and then where's the rest of the club? Where's, you know, Gallows and Anderson? Where's Kenny? They took their sweet time getting there. Kenny didn't even come out. It was just uh Gallows and Anderson Um, because Callis, you know, was Like, oh, don't don't worry about it. They'll be fine, you know. I don't know. So, you know, but I like Kenny, I like him as the cleaner and like this heel persona, but we'll have to see how that pans out. Um, right after that, it was uh announced that it's a girl for Tody and Brandy, so contrast to them. Uh FTR defeated. The Seidel brothers, Matt, and – damn it. What is – I should have wrote it down. I do not know uh, Matt's brother's name. I apologize. Um, Seidel's were pretty good showing for the debut, uh, Tad team debut. And then the main event was just pure six-man Tad madness. Uh, it was Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade versus uh, <laughs> Moxley, Lance Archer, and was it Ray Phoenix, I believe? Yeah, Ray Phoenix. And <laughs> just after that, Kenny came down with the the, the Gals and Anderson – and attached Moxley, and then it was announced, and I wrote this in all caps because this blew my freaking mind. At Revolution, it's going to be Moxley versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship in a exploding barbed wire death match. Lee. Shit balls! That is gonna be wild. Looking forward to that. All right, I think that does about that wraps up the recaps. Um, let's get into our next seg which is over the top. Right after the news, <laughs> uh, I only have two things for the news this week, and that is one elimination chamber as you may know, is the last pay-per-view featured on the WWE Network. Because starting next month, they made the transition over to Peacock. I absolutely loved the WWE Network. I love all its content. I love everything about it. Why they had to make this 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 merge with NBC and 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 bring it to Peacock? I I'll, I'll never know if everything goes along with it and if everything goes along with it on the debut day I'm not going to worry. Um, it'll be like nothing, you know. Plus, I don't know how it streams. I mean, I have PTOT, I had the free version of P and it streamed pretty you know, it's it's it was a pretty decent stream. Um, and another good thing is if I do the premium uh P then it's $9.99. So it's the same price as the WDWE network, it's just um now it's PTOT. Um so i gotta finish my uh i've been doing this monday night war timeline rewatch and that started it i'm not gonna lie it started in 2015 and it's already 2021 and i'm only on 1997. started in 95 so in like i'm in like february of 97 i i gotta get back and uh into that so hopefully they add old episodes of nitro and um and Ra right away which is i gotta continue that rewatch um but anyway and then another the piece of news i have is that last week uhyon Ra debuted and i actually saw it and it was actually pretty good and i'll tell you what the casting for some of these people spot. On whoever they cast to play the watch dad. Holy crap. Spitting image of Artie, of a young Rati Johnson. It was incredible. Um, and it's funny that Andre's in it and they died a guy, die, you know, to play Andre. He's a pretty big guy, too. And then they had a guy uh playing Iron Sheet. It was yeah, so it was a pretty good show, and then there's still more more uh, classic superstars of trauma, I guess, um, throughout the season. So it should be uh, fun to, to watch. So I I, um, I, I recommend it um, on NBC. So, all right. Now it's time to go over the top. And I'm just, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna uh, end the record. I'm just gonna keep it in the same side. Um, Over the top is where you, the listener, pick a territory for me, and however many uh, you want me to name of that territory, and I list off. And I do over the top list of whatever you chose for me. I feel like I said that perfect the first roll around, and now I just I, I I I butchered it. But you know what? It's late, and I, I wake up early tomorrow. I don't have time to edit. Um <laughs> anyway. So yeah, this week's submission. Sadly, we only had one, but this week's submission comes in from the guy whose questions I answered last week. This week, I chose his over-the-top segment uh, pitch because it's a good one. My top five favorite WCW cruiserweights. So I will tell you right now: these top five. On My top five not only for their amazing athleticism and their ability to give great matches, but also all five of these guys had kick ass theme music in WCW. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> number five, actually, honorable mention number six. I shout out my man Sitzbat as I was sits for Halloween in uh, in uh, 1997. Yeah, 97. Um big bid Sean Waltman fan. But anyway, that's he said top five, not top six. So number five, Billy Kidman. Um loved when he was in the flock, I loved. I mean, the the, the original, he was one of the originators of the shooting saw press. And, um, I just love that move. And I liked, uh, he had a good run. Um, hell, he even won the Cruiserweight Tad titles, which would have been an awesome, uh, concept had WCW st- still been around. But, Sadly, they like folded like a, what was it a month later or so after Ray and um, Kidman won tied titles, so that unfortunately didn't last long. But um, yeah, Kidman is one of uh, my favorites, and like I said, banging, uh theme music. I loved the uh, um, love that. Even if it was a generic theme, it was still uh, sounded pretty badass. Um, Oh yeah, and then he that that feud with that short-lived feud with uh, Hogan he had was pretty good too. Um, Number four, I'm gonna go with. I want to make sure I did this right. Okay, yeah, number four. I'm going to go with uh, Chris Gerrido. Uh, Chris Gerrido was another one of my favorite weights. and he was. And I mean, he's he's basically the goat. Um, so he he didn't always uh, always evolving, 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 evolving. <laughs> And um, so I I enjoyed his uh, fuse with Ray and Dean Malenko. And um, hell, even when he feuded with uh, the bitter guys like like Goldberg, well, kind of feuded with Goldberg. But um, he's just very entertaining, great in the ring. Drain on the mic, uh, great theme music. Which, by the way, I've been actually listening to the actual song of his uh WCW theme. It's a song by uh this band called Mammoth, and it was uh, it's called All of My Days. Uh, YouTube it, it's it's pretty badass. Um, or Spotify it, it's on Spotify. Um, (laughs) so that's the vocal version of his his theme, and you can tell it's his WCW theme. Just by the the instrumental parts. Uh, number three, yeah, number three, a man I just mentioned, Dean Malenko. Another great, athletic, uh, man had a great uh, feud with Rey Mysterio. Um, and like I said, the uh, Jericho had. He's like super athletic. His stuff with uh Eddie Guerrero was really great. Just look at his stuff in ECW with uh Ray and uh Dean Malenko when they were in ECW together and they they tore the damn roof down. Um, and uh, just you know, known as the man of a thousand holds, and he definitely uh showed us why. Um, he can. Beat you anyway, but he mainly ended up uh, beating you with the uh, the Texas Cloverleaf. That was his finisher. Another great cruiserweight uh, champion, um, even though he didn't ask for champions, but he—I'm just saying—he was a great cruiserweight champion. Number two, another man I mentioned already, Eddie Guerrero. By the way, Dean Millington's theme. Like I said, all these guys had great theme music. But that was just that's just a coincidence. Um the Drake Drew's weights. Absolutely loved his match with uh, Ray Mysterio at Halloween Havoc um, when Ray dressed up as the Phantom. Loved his feud with uh, his uh, his nephew Chavo who was another great cruiserate in his own right. Uh, the Dreo family themselves was just all great. Um, loved the formation of the LWO, uh, although it didn't last, although it wasn't as successful as uh, the NWO, but um, the concept of it was pretty good, uh, pretty cool, rather. And uh, just you Know you look at what Eddie's done since being a cruiseweight, um, making it as a heavyweight in the WWF, um, and just becoming like what well, then WWE, um, and becoming like champion, uh, world champion by beating a guy like Brock Lesnar, of, of all people, um. Just a great match. Uh great matches all around. But I don't think Daddy ever had a bad match. Um and my number one favorite weights in WCW. The man known as <laughs> I don't know why I'm pausing. Very, <laughs> very Mysterio. Um Favorite cruiserweight to watch back in the day. Um, still going at it today, not as a cruiserweight, but just just as um, great, great matches, great costumes, great outfits, great th- very badass theme music, um, great reading presence. Great athleticism. Uh, again, great feuds with all the guys on my list. It's funny how a lot of the guys on my list actually go together in some way, in some degree. Like, does they've either feuded with each other, against each other, or, you know, it's just, or we're like real, you know, well, friends. It's, it's just uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal talent right there. Alan, actually, no, no. Chidman is one exception, but four out of the five guys that I mentioned um, were. Well, I mean, I guess he was with Filthy Animals with Ray. So yeah, he's he's connected with Ray, but he didn't really feud with like guys like Jericho and and Dean and um and them. But like I said, he belongs, I, just, I love the flock and he was cool in the flock. Um, so yeah, there you have it. That was my top five WCW cruiserweights. Uh, so thank you. Did I even say, I, I'm i sorry if I didn't yeah, shout you out earlier. Uh, that was from Chris Jesus again, my buddy, friend of the show. Um, and guys, if you don't want it to be the same people every week, I don't know, maybe send me some suggestions please. Facebook.com forward slash. Oh, wow. That was my old theme forward slash uh, the happy wrestling fan podcast. I just gave you my old uh, podcast uh, link almost. (laughs) Um, So that would do it for that. And now for the main event. Oh boy. Let's try to uh, get this out. But again, Actually, now we're making the time. Yeah, we're doing good. All right. Let's uh get to the main event, which is my meet and greet deep dive. All right. So, as mentioned in the pilot episode, um there may be some episodes where they like said not everyone, not every episode is gonna have guests. And, um, not every episode, you know, might not even have a main topic like this, but I am planning on doing some deep dives and I figured I'd start with a personal deep dive, um, which is my, um, personal history, uh, with, uh, meet and greets, meaning, uh, you know, wrestlers I met throughout the year, years of my life, and, um, you know, the autographs I got, and just the memories that will last a lifetime, uh, meeting these larger-than-life uh, guys. Um, I got some great stories to tell, um, some some pretty funny ones, too, so um, sit back, relax, And let's start where it all began. Now, prior to recording, I shared uh, photos on the Facebook page. And uh, they were all of my uh, 8x10s that I have gotten over the years um i will say two of those out of all the one of all the people i met and all the eight by tens i have two of those were actually gifted to me and i never actually met the um I, i never actually met them but they were gifted to me from my next door neighbor who actually did And those two were, um, Hogan when he was in WCW. And then, uh, my neighbor also met uh, macho man in one, he was in WWF. Um, he was nice enough to have them, uh, you know, personalize the eight by 10 to me. And, um, I appreciate it. Um. I appreciated it back then, and I appreciate it now. Just wish I could have met Macho before he passed. And, of course, Hogan, like I said, um, was my favorite growing up. Now, I still, he's all right. But, um, but still, it's still two pretty cool autographs to have in my collection so um and if it wasn't for my neighbor i wouldn't have him so you probably don't listen you're probably not listening to this but thank you kurt um i yeah I, but like i said I highly doubt he's listening but um which is my old neighbor from back home in uh, Schomburg, illinois anyway so i can't really say anything about those two other than um they were gifts and I never actually met him, so I don't have any stories to tell about that. But I do have a um, story to tell with my first meet and greet uh, experience, which happened June of 1996. And who was it with? The Ultimate Warrior. Now, um, going back to the picture I posted his eight by 10 is actually at my parents' house along with all the other things, all the other tool things he signed. However, there is a cool picture that I will uh, share, um, on the Facebook page and Twitter. Um, maybe later this week, once the, the post drops when the, the, the episode drops, um, great picture of me, you know, with, uh, with warrior, and you see uh, his then fiance um, Dana uh, by his side. He was doing a uh, he was he was doing a comic book signing, but we also were allowed to have him sign whatever. I think the limit was two per person. So, so hold on. I'm gonna take a drink because my voice is starting to bother me um yeah so it was two items per person I think was it two or was it one no it had to be more than uh, more than one because we had the Thomas signed we had an eight by ten signed um we had... And it was only one eight by ten for some reason. I think, which sucks because I don't know who did. Does you that know, niche? But um, <laughs> uh, we had a magazine signed when he when, when he was on the cover when he made his return in ninety six. We had like this like cardboard cutout standee. It was a, a very small one though signed. And we had a bad, so we had six things signed and he signed them all. Uh, Pack was the last one, by the way. And he was very cool about it. Very nice. Um, I think, uh, I know what it was. Yeah. So I, that's how, that's how it worked. Um, me and my brother had two things for him to sign each. And then my my parents had one thing each to sign, um, for him to sign, thus making six. Yay math! Anyway, no, (laughs) but yeah, like I said, nice guy, real easy to talk. You know, real generous to talk to. He he, we that was definitely one of my favorite uh, meet and greets because now you even look back at it now, and you had that memory of meeting a guy you idolized since childhood basically um and he was one of your grandpa's favorite wrestlers you know and i will always have that picture i will always have those autographs and um i mean although i don't have them now they're at my like I said, they're at my parents i was but um <laughs> They're still within family. Um, and I will always have those memories. Um, but he, you know, he, he was he was a really, uh, really cool guy. And damn it, I miss him. You know, um, so crazy how he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then the night before he dies, he made that, that speech. And raw, and it just it oh just I just j juice bumps, t- thinking about it because it's like it, it's so freaky with what he, his his final promo, if you will, and then the next day passes away, damn, but um but yeah, definitely one of my favorite uh encounters. Um, was my first ever one back in June of 96. Now, fast forward a year later, WrestleMania 13 weekend at a Toys R Us in was it Gurney, Illinois? It was somewhere in Illinois. And I remember it being yeah, it was definitely WrestleMania 13 weekend. Probably Saturday, because I think my brother had a basketball game we had to, to make. We almost didn't make it, because uh, these guys were running late. And by these guys, I mean we got to meet Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Two more people that aren't with us, sadly. But two more legendary wrestlers in their own mind. I mean, in their own right. Excuse me. Um, in you know, you know, in my mind, they are. Um, this eight by ten, I do own and I do love, and um, I actually know a guy who wants me to uh, who asked if I would ever sell it, and I even told him no because of like the memory it holds, and it's just it's just too sentimental. I mean, you got. The the both, I mean I'm sure I'll say this. Not that I would, but if I if I ever fall back on disparate times and if this really is you know good money to sell, I'll sell it. But till then, hopefully, pray to God, we does it doesn't come to that. And um I can keep it forever. Now, um, so there's a funny story behind this. Um, see, I have a history of saying stupid shit um, when it comes to meeting wrestlers. I don't know why. I just, I just do. I, I didn't say anything stupid with the warrior. I don't think um, I was normal then. But um, I don't know. Ever since this signing, it was like um, I botched what I was uh, saying. So we get there, like I said. I was waiting for him to arrive and they were a little late. Um, The signing itself should have been a little a a little bit. I'm not going to lie, it should have been a little better. Um, It felt kind of rushed. And we we couldn't take pictures with them, although we like like actual like posed pictures. Um we just we can take pictures. There is pictures of the two of them and then of uh Bulldog signing something for me. But um they they're not looking at the Tam or whatnot. Um I'll post those as well once this is in uh once this episode is posted. But um so we did the, and uh, I believe he, he couldn't even sign. One of the things we had for them to sign was um, uh, a WCW magazine when Bulldog was in WCW, and he couldn't sign it because it was WCW and he was in WWF. Um I remember he wouldn't sign. He not He not that he wouldn't sign it, but I I don't think he could sign it at the time so he didn't sign that and I think my brother just got the eight by ten from both of them well meanwhile <laughs> I had the eight by ten with me that they'd given us and and I still have the shirt to this day I was wearing a flags of the world shirt right so <laughs> so here I am what is this, 97? So I'm like, I believe, let me think about this. 13, yeah, I'm 13 years old. Um, and f- let, Let's strand at Owen Hart, right? As he uh, finishes signing the April 10. Then I go here, I, I, I show him my shirt, and of course the Canadian flag, and uh, the United Kingdom flag, were you know, on on the front, easy to easy access, close to each other. So I don't hear. <laughs> I mean, my dumbass, I <laughs> I don't know, dead in the face. I don't hear. And did you uh did you sign your state? Your fucking state is that country. So <laughs> so uh. He's just looking at me like, "What the fuck did I just say?" You know. I mean, he didn't say that, but he's—he's he's, he's probably thinking it. Like, "What the fuck is wrong with this kid?" So, <laughs> so he doesn't know his geography. So, uh my mom turned to me. He's like, I, "Don't you mean country?" Joe? I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I meant country." You know. And he and he's he kind of gave me a, a, a laugh and stuff. They didn't really talk much to us either. They weren't as talkative. Um, but, um but yeah, he happily signed his. Uh, his signature by um, his flag and then Davey um, signed by the UK flag. So I still have that shirt and that eight by 10 signed. Um, and it's just a beautiful eight by 10. I really got to, once I did a house, I got to display that again ASAP. That's why some of them I have now in frames because I've had it since we've uh lived in this place but I, I want to actually get all framed pictures of them and then line them up in my future man cave um, room of the house whenever we get a house and so it's so cool that's the end game plan but anyway um but uh, <laughs> sign your state so that was dumb thing number one that I said um, then we fast-forward to, I believe, November of 2004. That's the big gap within the meet-and-greets um, of meeting people. Uh, 2004, we started watching... we just gotten into uh, watching uh, TNA for the first time. During that summer, when they were having the weekly Wednesday pay-per-views. I think the first one we actually saw was um it was like the main event was a uh, was it a triple threat ultimate X between Frankie desarian Michael Shane and um I think it was it was Michael Shane Frankie Cazarian, and AJ Styles for the ultimate and an ultimate edge match for the edge division title um so that was pretty uh pretty exciting stuff so anyway, this first ever TNA fan interaction event happened at the Doubletree by Universal um, Studios in Florida. And it was um, it was prior to their Victory Road uh, pay-per-view, which was considered the first three-hour, I believe it was the first three-hour pay-per-view. Yeah, the th- first three-hour Sunday pay-per-view Actually, on you know, it wasn't on Wednesdays no more. It was they were were strictly doing the Sundays, and it was a three hour review. I guess maybe what the Wednesdays ones were two hours or something, maybe I don't know, but it was the first three hour one. And um, we went to this, we went so we went to the Double Tree, saw a bunch of guys like legends and guys that were in TNA, you know. At the time, currently, um, let me just list a rundown of who we met that day. We met guys like Larry Zabisco, Frankie Cesarian, Michael Shane, AJ Styles, um, you know, Glendale Birdie, Raven, uh, Christopher Daniels, Jeff Hardy. Man, who else? Um, What was Kid Cash there? I don't remember. Uh Dusty Rhodes was there. So, so let, let me explain. Oh, Chris Saban. Um, so uh of course, pictures and autographs, you know, were separate charges. So we had to pitch my brother and I, uh, who went to this thing had to pitch and choose what we wanted. Um 'Cause we can you know, afford like everyone's autograph. Although I think, oh man, I gotta ask Nick if he still has it. Um my brother had this poster, Victory Road poster, that I think he got everyone to sign, if I'm not mistaken. And if that's if I'm right, that's 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 a pretty cool piece. I asked if he still has it. Um, but yeah, so the ones I got, um, the ones I the, the guys I chose to do our from were Michael Shane, being that he's the cousin of Shawn Michaels. Um, and at the time, I thought it was the closest thing that I would ever did to meeting Shawn Michaels at the time, like I said, more on that in a little bit. Um, And, uh, so I got Michael Shane, I got AJ Styles, I got Ravens, and I got this cool, like, cartoon, anime, art, I think, that Saban drew, um, that Chris Saban drew, and I got him, uh, to sign it, um, courtesy of Raven, more on that in a bit, and, um, Oh yeah, I got a picture with Jeff Hardy, and he signed. It was a, it was a, it was a Polaroid, and he signed the Polo, the Polaroid, which is cool. And then I got a picture and an autograph of Dusty Rhodes, just because he's Dusty Rhodes, um, the legend. Um, so and he signed both the eight x ten, and the uh, the Polaroid. So that was pretty cool. So. Backtracked a little bit, meeting all these guys. We get to uh, Raven. Now my brother is a big Raven fan, big fan of Raven. Um, so I think so he definitely got a um an autograph. I think he got a picture with him too. If I'm not mistaken, I'm gonna have to follow up on that, but um. I know he definitely uh, he he definitely died an autograph. Um I just had the autograph with him because I had I saved the pictures for Jeff Hardy and for uh, Dusty Rhodes. But anyway, um <laughs> I asked him, I asked Raven what uh his least favorite gimmick was. And one of them uh is pretty funny response he gave, um he he said he had to think about it for a second. He said, ah, oh, and then finally he said, Oh, probably probably Johnny Polo. And what was funny is you had uh Glenn uh Glenn Gilberti sitting like either to the left or to the right of him. And um after he, did, he said Johnny Polo, he goes, Oh he goes, Oh, just to Inferno. <laughs> just as a jab at uh at Gilberti. And um so then uh, right after, yeah. So right after him was Chris Sabin, right? And I saw, <laughs> I saw this cool uh, artwork by him. Um, and Raven, because <laughs> you know, I, I think you had to buy it, you know, you had to buy said um, said artwork at Edge but Raven goes to Saban. He goes, "Hey, Saban, give the kid one of uh one of them, would you?" And the funny thing is, Nick, uh, my brother, being the bigger Raven fan, he was kind of like, "Oh, what the fuck? I'm more of a fan of yours than his, and you do it? I just love Raven at like, all. Oh, thanks, thanks, Raven. That that, that that you know, you you know, you do shit for me." Um, so yeah, Sabin didn't have to give me it, but he did. And it was pretty cool of, uh, the both of them actually. So that's how he got Sabin's autograph on this, uh, cool, uh, drawing of his. And, um, so then we get to the end of the table and, uh, which by the way, the setup was like, we go in this, I think the bar area, I think it was a bar area or like the restaurant of the, of the Doubletree. And it was like a bit L-shaped, you know, we wait in line. We don't, it was like an assembly line, one down another, you know, one guy to another, to another, to another. At the very end was uh, Jeff Hardy and Dusty Rhodes um, for one session. Or it might've been Jeff Hardy in one session and Dusty Rhodes in the other session as uh, at the very end. Uh, Jeff Hardy was cool to meet. Got his autograph on the Polaroid, like I said. Took a, took a cool picture with him. Um, so Dusty, on the other hand, he was also very cool. Very awesome. You know, we're just in awe of standing in front of such a legend. <laughs> my this, this time, it was my brother's turn to botch. So... He was supposed to say that, to Dusty, that he was, you know, our dad's favorite wrestler. (laughs) But what he said was, uh, was something like, my dad, uh, you know, he was like, our dad is your favorite wrestler, (laughs) to Dusty, instead of, you know, saying... And then he said that and he goes, wait a minute, no. You're dead. No. Uh, you're my dad's favorite. <laughs> so, you know, he Dusty Dad chuckled a lot of that one. Um, very nice guy. Um, again, another legend we lost. But um, very glad to have met him. Just, you know, the legacy that he left to the wrestling world, it was just absolutely incredible. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it was very cool, very cool first ever interact fan interaction. Uh, we wouldn't go to another one. Um, but I mean, that was for financial reasons, but, um, you know, still, still great experience, fun time and actually decent pay-per-view. Um, it was Victory Road view. Uh, so, then, uh, fast forward a few years later, um, oh, I don't want to bring up, well, yeah, okay. There was an indie, there was an indie show in Orlando, uh, indie wrestling promotion. At the time, it was called PWX. And this girl I was dating at the time um, was uh, supposed to be, she had a connections I guess with this company and her friend was one of the managers and she was supposed to be one of the valets. Okay, long story short, this was the night I got to meet uh one of my all-time favorites, uh Stevie Richards. <laughs> um I mean, obviously my favorite of all time is Shawn Michaels, but Stevie's Stevie's definitely um been a fan of his since I I saw him on TV in ninety seven on an episode of uh when ECW invaded Raw. Um been a fan of his ever since uh then and it's just he's He's you want to talk about underrated here's a guy, you know, yeah, earlier in the tweet he um he was just meant to be like a uh maybe like a parody character or, you know a parody wrestler or, you know a guy, you know, but he was great in the ring. um. He was great was, in the mic. I mean, he, he has his own podcast, kind of sake. And then um, just uh, currently, I think he might be getting back to ring uh, return. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, he's an old guy, but he's phenomenal shape. Absolutely phenomenal. Speaking about phenomenal, uh, I'm sorry. Back chat to the TNA thing for a while. Uh, AJ Styles not only signed an 8x10, but I I bought a uh the the AJ the phenomenal uh baseball jersey style. No, it wasn't the baseball Vadlin uh you know, the Tortelade sleeve shirt from him too, and he signed that shirt too. All right, back to Stevie. So so anyway, so Stevie's wrestling on this tard uh this indie show, and ironically enough, so was Raven. Raven was there too. They didn't wrestle each other, uh, unfortunately, but um, so that would have been phenomenal to see. Um, but being the Stevie March that I was, and my brother being a Raven March my brother did not go to the show, but I got to meet Raven again. Um, I I had mentioned that how I met him at. Uh, TNA few years prior, I he kinda, I I don't think he remembered me, which is understandable. But um. But then. Uh, I ended up um, buying another eight by ten for waving the sign, uh, and I. Gave it to uh, my brother. And I bought a 8x10 from Stevie and uh, a, a shirt that I've always wanted, um, the Blue World Order shirt. And he signed that as well. Um, you can still see the signature kind of on the shirt because I, I, I've wanted it a lot since then. But... Um, but yeah, um I now I'm trying to remember if I did or didn't mention this because here you see them at the merch table together, right? They were like next to each other when I when I met them. Like Raven and Stevie were next to each other, which is just historic in itself. And um, I'm trying to entertain myself, you know. Um like I'm pretty sure that I I don't think I said that my brother and I you know were a bit fanciers well I mean I, I I think we told him that part or I rather I told him that part because I was like I said my brother wasn't at the show but um what I what I can't remember if I said to him or not which I I hope I didn't but I might have I um I could imagine just me saying that how when my brother and I had our backyard fed um I was Stevie and <laughs> and my brother was Raven, and um usually Raven would always go over. But um <laughs> but uh I, that that's that's the kind of you know fandom we had for these two. Um so it was really cool to see him together at this at this uh, indie show. And um oh actually, holy cow, Bat a few years. Um, before this, but after the TNA uh fan imagine, while this wasn't an actual meet and greet, I actually got to meet Mitt Foley on a Disney cruise. I just remembered, um, I had, um, didn't have that in my nose, it wasn't an actual meet and greet, but uh, for the hell of it, yeah, I might as well bring it up. I met mid Foley on a Disney cruise. Um, and that was an experience because, you know, we did there, it was the first day and I went to go with the atrium or the lobby, they did the, um, the, the navigator for, you know, with whatever's events were for that day and everything. And what they do on a Disney cruise is every time you come in, they uh, announce your name, your family name. And all of a sudden, I hear, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Foley family. And I'm thinking, huh, wouldn't that be something if that was Mitt Foley and his family? I turn around, and I shit you not, there he is, Mitch Foley, in the, um, in the flesh with his family and uh, with two, was it with, he had two of his kids or three of his kids at the time? I don't think uh yeah, Dewey wasn't with him. I can't remember if I mean I Noel definitely was with him, and I don't know which other um sibling was uh, um with her. Um but anyway uh so then I, I rushed back to the table. Um to the to the buffet where we're eating uh, lunch, and I tell my parents, I'm like, "You'll never believe who's on this freaking foods and I go, meet Foley and his and his family," and sure enough, uh, as luck would have it, Foley comes in the same uh, restaurant to, for lunch, and he sits; his table is like inches from. But our table, right? Really close to our table. And it's kind of empty in there at the time. You know, it's not too much of too many people um, there. Because I think, I think it was just winding down to um, everyone having lunch and stuff. And uh, my parents are like, oh, you know, go up to him. Do you have a picture or something? And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't want to bother him. He's on a vacation with his family, you know. He's like, what the hell? Long story short, you know, too late, but, um, (laughs) I, I actually eventually do go up to him, but like I thought, um, just as I thought he didn't want, he's, he, he generously, uh, declined at the time because he didn't really want to make a bid. Uh, he didn't want to make a, he didn't want to cause like a bid, uh, like a scene, you know, like a gathering, if you will. Like people would might recognize him more if we start taking a picture with this guy. Um, so he but he, he did offer, he said, if uh, I see you later on in the cruise, uh then I'll I'll probably do so then. But right now, you know, we and I might like, Mitch, totally understandable. I you know, this was my parents' idea. I told them I might the, the man is on vacation, he just got out of the flight, he doesn't want to be bothered. Totally understandable. That's fine. Okay. So I'm thinking that's, that was that dinner reservations dinner comes around. The man had the same dinner rotation as us. I went, Oh my God, how that, that's fate. This time though, his table was a little ways back, but I can still see it in the distance, you know? And, um, I think it was what the first or second night of the cruise, uh, when this happened, um, for Whatever reason, you know, Mitch looking around the restaurant and then he sees me, which I happen to be looking at him. So <laughs> once he sees me, I look, I do the like that look away, but he's like waving at me, right? But then I, I looked away. This man was kind enough to get out of his seat, come over to the table, and say, Well, um, I want to apologize because when I saw you. The other day, and I told you I will see you on, you know, probably later on in the cruise. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't thinking that, you know, there's a lot of other people on the cruise, that it might be difficult to do. And I know I promised you uh picture, so you would you still like that picture? I'm like, of course, I I'd be honored. So um, there's a cool picture of us, um, in uh, Tritons, on the Disney cruise. Uh, Mick Foley wearing a bright orange Hawaiian shirt on semi-formal night, mind you. Uh, <laughs> giving me the thumbs up and me, you know, in my uh, beige uh, polo and khakis. <laughs> you know, doing the thumbs up too, I believe. Really great picture, Really nice guy. Um, So that was another uh, impromptu. This, this happened before I met Stevie and after the TNA. So now, Uh, We're going to stroll. Okay. So, I remember prior to um, meeting Michael Shane, I had had told him this is probably the closest I've ever done to meeting Shawn Michaels. Fast forward to 2015. Um, Michaels has a book out Wrestling for My Life. And he's doing a book tour signing, right? The second stop on that tour was at a books a million here in Chesimi. I I shared the link with my brother. His response? Absolutely fucking going. So, <laughs> this, I mean, this was just... The meet and greet to end all meet and greets, right? You would think my favorite wrestler of all time, and I got to meet him. Didn't say much to him because I was I, I had all these things I wanted to say, but once, like I said, once you get up there, you freeze, man, because you just in the presence of greatness, and it's like. <laughs> I, yeah, so my wife, actually, she was my fiance at the, at the time, but uh, Jasmine uh, said to him something like, Oh, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of since I was a little kid. To which is his response was, Yeah, I've been doing this for quite a while. I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I'm thinking of myself, Hey, At least it wasn't me saying something like that, (laughs) you know, but I, I, I I couldn't have the words, like I could not use words in front of the heartbreak kid, you know, is, is just great. But another cool thing about that, uh, was, um, the lady there said, Oh, he really isn't doing pictures. He was nice enough to post for a picture for us. And, um, you know that he didn't again he didn't have to but he did and then he signed his book for us and um i'm still in the middle of it you know in 2021 and i got it in 2015 it's a drove feature but it's 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 a good book um i i i like to read it on law and road trips and stuff and plane rides and so i haven't really been on a plane hey maybe i'll bring it to Vegas. who knows actually no i i'd i gotta do uh I'm I'm planning on reading starting to read the Young uh, Bucks book, which brings me to April 2018. Um Reno Honor's Super of Honor. The day before WrestleMania it's WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans. Uh, the day before WrestleMania was the of Super Tart of Honor event with guys from Minervana and guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling. This was our heaven. (laughs) I guess. This is this. Like, we were just on cloud nine at this event. Um, Not only did Jazz meet her favorites, uh, Tanahashi, and an all-time favorite, Toto Yibushi. And funny story with that later uh, in a bit. But we also met the Butts, And we also met Marty Stirl, Uh, mainly for my brother on that one. I had, uh, I mean, we got a picture with him, but I had him personalize the 8x10 to my brother um, because he was uh, one of his favorites. And I got to meet my current favorite, Kenny Omega. So, uh, going back to (laughs) Tanahashi, the wife, first of all, she was so nervous. She was like, almost hyperventilating. I'm like, babe, breathe. It's okay. So, um, but Tana could not have been nicer. Very nice man. uh good good uh, english too for what he for what he knew um but she obviously uh spoke Japanese because she was practicing Japanese and stuff and so she said something in Japanese time kind way oh good japanese you know um so he personalizes the eight by ten um which is hanging up above her uh her her spot in the office her, above her desk and uh he he then takes the picture with us you know um so like i said everything's going great nice guy uh so and we start to walk away when all of a sudden we hear you know <laughs> we heard uh, someone, someone uh, yelled "jazz," <laughs> but that's what he wanted on the eight by ten. It was a short name, jazz, and um, it was Tana, and uh, she almost left the eight by ten. Could you imagine though if she did that and it was like, oh my god, uh, she wouldn't, she wouldn't have forgiven herself. So uh, embarrassed, she went back and she grabbed the. Uh, Eight by ten from him, and he's he's just laughing. And I and she's they're both laughing to this day. I cannot let her, uh, let her live that down. Um, that she did that just she thought I took it, and I'm like, no, I I, why would I take it? It's your eight by ten, so (laughs) so um, so that was that. And then, uh, so let's see, is after Tana. Yeah, it was definitely after Tana we met the Butts. Um, we were in line for the Butts. Um, these guys were also very nice to us. Um, took the time, talked to us a few minutes. You know, asked us where we're from. You know, thanked us for coming to the show and everything like that. And uh, Matt's Matt's wife uh, Dana was there too. Um, and uh, so. She she was the uh, uh, photographer for that for for us for that um, thing. So she took the picture for us, and uh, very cool guys. Um, so happy to have met them. I have their series one AEW figures above their signed eight by ten, even though it's two different companies. Um, until I meet him again, hopefully eventually down the line sometime, um, and did an AW1, I'll, I'll put that over that. But for now, it works. Just the, the Bucks, um, and they're awesome. So, uh, like I said, next, we met Marty. Um, he was very nice, too. I know he's kind of in hot water now, but he was nice. Um Nice enough to personalize uh, his autograph to my brother, and my brother was happy that I got um, the autograph. Meanwhile, by the way, my brother was at like uh, what's it called WrestleCon, I think the WrestleCon event, and he got to meet Taltabana that day, so that was uh, another cool thing. Um, and then, <laughs> and then the big one for us, uh, Tenny Omega and Tori Ibushi. Um, not gonna lie. You know how Jasmine started to get hyperventilate uh prior to meeting Tana. It was reversed now, and I got nervous meeting Kenny. So we get up there finally to it's a long line for the both of them, and we finally get up there, and I'm uh you know I just I just I kind of dash do it I I do a dash or fast watch up to him and he goes, hey he was how you doing look like, great you know and then he signed and and he it was it turned out to be an awesome picture right but poor jazz what the, the picture the part you don't see in the picture so I I cropped it the part you don't see in the picture is Jasmine poor Jasmine I should let her go up first, and then me follow. But (laughs) she's in the background doing the late um, finger point gun thing. It was this awkward pose that she was doing. It was. It was. It was. So the picture didn't turn out that good, really. I mean, it looked amazing with just the two of us, but poor Jasmine got left out because um, of that pose, and she really didn't get to. So, so I, I, I I hope when the world gets back to normal, we get to meet Kenny again. And um, it'll be different, you know, this time around. Um, so I, I'm definitely hoping he's one of the guys that we can meet again someday. Um, and I'll let my wife do all the talking. <laughs> so uh, and then we get to Kota. Um, and my wife's starting to get excited again. And, um, so she speaks to him in Japanese he he like, he acknowledges her Japanese um also, and uh so then he's I don't know what he's trying to do. oh, by the way i I think i'm I'm pretty sure I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure I gave Kenny Omega a hug after after the fucking picture I'm like, yeah I'm like, I love you man <laughs> um but uh. I only bring that up because, uh, like Ibushi's trying to. Turns out he was trying to get in between us for the picture. I thought he was like coming in for her. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So, <laughs> so I'm like, but he said, like, "Oh, he wanted me to um, stand on one side while she's standing on the other." So, uh, if anything, Ibushi pretty much practically hugged uh, my wife. So, she was. You know, dead by this point. Um, <laughs> and we got a nice uh, picture with him. And that 8 by 10 is at her desk as well. And um, so, yeah, overall, uh, that was another great event and a great show. Um, only regrets from that show were uh, from that whole. Um, festival of honor—that's what it was called. It was the festival of honor. Uh, prior to the super of honor, um, only regrets was not meeting Adam Page or Cody. Uh, only because I was strictly Team Kenny and Cody was a heel. But you know, now I do I look back and I go, you know. I probably should have met Tody just because I met his dad years ago and I just uh, uh, but one day, you know, one day. Um so so that about does it. That's the complete history of meet and greets. Um now there is uh one other story Twitter story I have. There's this other podcast I listen to. Called the Major Wrestling Video Podcast. Um, what they do is, and it's hosted by Matt Tardona and Brian Myers, aka formerly known as uh, Zatwider and Twitter Hawkins. So, what they do is they ask, um, they do it, they do a Q and A thing, and if you um, you ask the question and they choose that question to answer you uh, you did a free uh, autodraft 8x10. Well, uh, the one in the picture I posted prior to recording only has the two autodrafts I have, but I actually have uh, two more in an envelope that I haven't framed yet. Because um, I'm running out of wall space for that. Um, that'll make it look good. Um, but I asked uh I got three questions answered on the show um, from all three different hosts because they they lately had their producer uh, smart uh, Mark Sterling uh, you know, since the pandemic they've had him, they've had him join in on the, the pod. And now it's like the three-man pod. So each one of them got to answer questions from me, uh, which was pretty cool. And they even answered one of my questions. So I tend to be not four questions answers because it's the first question not answered, they weren't giving out anything. Um, and that was like the episode two or three, and that was the very first one. And I think uh I think Zach answered that. Well, Matt answered that one first. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, what also was pretty cool was one day I tweeted uh Matt. Um this Metamaniacs metaphone that I had that I had I got at a house show at the Rosemont Horizon when I saw it back in night like 94 or something or 93 when um it was uh whole Trojan and Buddhist Beep against uh the money Inc. in the main event at the Rosemont Horizon. And um they had that Metamaniacs metaphone uh so Matt collects a bunch of uh well he collects a bunch of wrestling figures first of all but he also collects like merch stand stuff. So I sent him I tweeted him uh a picture of it. I'm like hey, do you have this? I didn't I didn't I wasn't expecting this, but all of a sudden I get a DM and it's from uh Matt saying, "Hey, uh would you mind uh giving that would you mind selling that uh, that metaphor to me? I'm like, holy shit. of course. yeah, sure. Um, I sent him a few more pictures of it. Uh, long story short and it's like there was like there was a it was a it wasn't decent condition, but he liked stuff to be like mint. Um, there were a few marks on it and stuff but um, on the one side. so then he's like, well how about a trade instead of which is which honestly was fine. Like he would trade me an autograph, uh, send me some autograph eight uh, by ten sunglasses and headband, um, which I thought was pretty cool. So to like, I honestly said, you know what, that's better than selling it to you because I honestly wouldn't know a price to give you it for it anyway. Um, so that was uh, the first thing I got before the uh, the signed eight by ten. Well, the both of them, uh, was actually his autograph first. And um, I kept the sunglasses, no, I kept the headband, which is over the 8 by 10 frame, and um, I did the sunglasses to my brother. So that was pretty cool. We technically, were, my brother and him, my brother and him, my brother and I were supposed to meet them last year, just they do live pod shows now, it's gotten to the point where they're, you know, the podcast has gotten so big that they do live shows now. But then, unfortunately, the pandemic happened. Like we had the tickets ready, many a weekend, we had the damn tickets, and everything started to get canceled. And unfortunately, they had to cancel it. So one day, there will come a day when they will come back to Tampa. I hope or Orlando, even better. And um, we might get to meet Brian Myers and Trey Hawkins. Brian Myers and Jordan Huggins. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, because we're a uh, huge fan of them as well, my brother and I. So so that'll do it. Um, for me, so technically that wasn't a meet and greet story, but it was a cool autograph story, I thought. And, it, it's, and it's just, I don't know, it's just cool to me that something from our personal collection is in another wrestler's collection, and it's a wrestler that we like. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that'll do it for this episode. I uh, don't know what's going to be the next episode. I know when it's going to be, though. It's going to be... Well, obviously in two weeks. I, I lied. I can't remember the date. I think it's the 6th? If I'm not mistaken? No. No, March 6th is the next... No, it's not March 6th. Um, oh, yeah. 13th. That's right. March 13th is the next episode. Um, thank you for listening to this. I hope you guys liked it. If you did like it, please um, uh, like and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And, um, and you know what? Share the pod with your friends. You know, sharing is caring, please. I want to. I I really enjoy doing this, and I know it's. I'm not expecting to. You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not expecting to get to be a success. Uh, an overnight success, you know. I know it takes time to build the brand and everything like that, and that's fine. Um, the important thing is I'm having fun doing this, and I really am. Um, and please, guys. I have an official thread now for it and I promise to show it uh well in advance for the next episode for sure and maybe throughout the week but um I would love to hear you guys categories and topless you know suggestions and uh questions especially so that the fan interaction segments of over the top and the three count Q and a can, you know, stay alive. Um, and, uh, I'm not answering the same questions from, uh, the same people every week, which for now is fine. Like I said, I, I, I'm cool with that, but, um, and plus it's a friend of the show. So, I mean, but it's not always, I don't, I, you know, I want to be fair to everyone. I don't want to just be put my friends over, you know, so, uh, I'm about to run out of time again. Instead of just going into another segment, guys, thank you. And hopefully I come back with uh, big money from Vegas. And I might even tell you all about it uh, a little bit in follow-ups next, next episode. So until next time, see you later. Fans don't forget. To follow us on Twitter at HappyFanPod. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. And be sure to subscribe and listen to us on various platforms that can all be found on the Anchor app. Until next time, I'm Jeff Menalia. John Oliva, check us out. Rock and roll, like fighting in the rain. We got together to do our thing. We all play hard, We all play low. That's why we got together.